Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Seconds. Felton for three. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. Welcome to the show where myself, Sam Dracula, and my co-host Raymond Felton talk Charlotte Hornets basketball and news around the league. First off, happy birthday to Raymond Felton. Oh man, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Don't tell my age, though. Don't tell my age. <laughs> no, nah, it's a secret. A secret. Don't look it up either. No one look it up. Uh, but yeah, I believe a happy birthday to him. Um, and yeah, so on today's episode. We're talking NBA draft. We're talking Mark Williams, Bryce McGowan's coming to Charlotte. We're talking Steve Clifford returning to Charlotte. And of course, free agency starts this week. Uh, Before we get into all of that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website, that's betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus. That's 5-0. welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Yeah. So uh, Thursday, last Thursday, big day around the league, uh, NBA draft back again. And uh, of course, the Hornets were in the middle of the most confusing thing possible. <laughs> trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> I was live streaming during it. And uh, no one knew like Jalen Duran fell to the Hornets at 13. And then like, all right, well, he got traded to the Knicks, but is he going to the Knicks? He's like, how's he a piston? Who's who the Knicks getting in this deal is very confusing. All of a sudden, Kemba Walker's a piston. A lot of stuff was happening with a few days removed from it. We have a, a clearer picture, a legit picture of what actually happened. But going into the night, Hornets were picking 13, 15 and 45th um, with the 13th pick uh, Jalen Duran from Memphis. High flying. I think he's the youngest guy in the draft too, but one of the best athletes for sure in the draft um, was sitting there and like Hornets fans like, oh man, like this would be a nice fit given the Hornets needs for center. And uh, he was there. He fell. And I I think quick pause. I think we saw just kind of reflection on like how the league is going right now, where if this draft was like in, I don't know, 2010 or like 2012, something like, like 10 years ago, basically those bigs might've been top five picks, right? Like there's such an emphasis on wings now. Easily, easily. Um, I mean, it's almost like a cigars league now for real, but on you, every, every team got got to have a legitimate big. I don't care who it is. So um, I think Charlotte did a great job of who they picked. Um, I like the Williams kid. He's, you know, I know he's a dookie, but you know, it's all good. (laughs) It's all love. Um, But he um he did a lot of good things this year. I think he was one of the most one of one of the most dominant players in the NCAA this year, as far as blocking shots, rebounding, and controlling the paint. Be honest with you, you know he was a he was a big time threat. So um, I like to see I don't know where where his skill level develops and 
you know, how he adjusts to the NBA game. But um, I think it's it's a great start with the young guys that, you know, Charlotte already has to add him with the team. Uh, it's going to be that's, – that's a good look. I, I, I like that pick. I like him. I like him. Oh, yeah, the thought of him, Kai Jones – uh, plus Miles and PJ. Mm-hmm. That's a that's that's four in the front court with a lot of athleticism and promise. Um, the the newer guys, Kai Jones and Mark Williams, we'll see what they develop as far as like two way players go. But immediately, they you know Kai Jones shows a lot of showed a lot of athleticism and explosiveness from the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we didn't see a lot of him last year. Um, hopefully that changes this year um, at the at the big club level. He's played a ton at Greensboro last year. And then when Mark, Mark, Mark Williams, he looks like a guy who can come in right away and offer something defensively. Mm-hmm. Seems, seems to be a question about whether he can kind of drift out and defend the perimeter. But as a rookie, as a 20-year-old seven-footer, like if he can just patrol the paint, offer post help and weak side help, mm-hmm. and um, his crazy athleticism. Well, I'm going to talk about his, 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 uh, his stats in a second because his, uh, his measurables are insane. Um, like are actually insane. Uh, I think he's a tall... We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, he rivals he rivals Taco Fall in a in, in standing reach. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> just just picture that. If you're listening to this, picture Taco Fall and imagine Mark Williams right next to him. Uh, so that's crazy. Yeah. So with the 13th pick, you know they they took Duran, um, traded him to New York, then to Detroit. In that deal, Kemba Walker ended up in Detroit, and I want to acknowledge that too. Bring um, Kemba back. So like yeah. So. He's going to get bought out. Like that's the, that's the the word on the street, right? Mm-hmm. Hornets need a backup point guard. Um, they need veteran leadership. You know, Steve Clifford, Kemba does. Like, bring running back. You know, like it, the, a lot bring, of signs point to that. Bring Kemba back. Like everybody who's listening, start a petition. Bring Kemba Walker back. That's just it's that simple. Like I think with Kemba, who still got some plate, who forget some play who still could play at a high level right now. Like just being back in Charlotte, his comfort zone, you know, being that veteran and a guy who can still contribute a lot. So I, I think LaMelo needs a guy like him. All those young guys need a guy like him on that team. You know what I'm saying? Who's established, who, who's been an all-star, who is an all-star and um, just a, uh, really help out help this team out man i think they 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 are one step away from just a veteran that really those guys are really listening to so like if my opinion if i was in the front office if i had you know a say so we would definitely go back and go get Kemper. we would find a way go ahead and buy him out of detroit and we coming to get him you know hands down yeah um he'd be the the uh, like what we saw from isaiah thomas last season a guy who can like spell lamello or play with them and have a mellow mm-hmm. play off ball, which really mm-hmm. helps will help with his development just from a pure like spacing point of view and be really effective, I think. Um, so yeah, that'd be that'd be one of the best stories in the league next year if uh if Kemba does come back to Charlotte. That'd be really mm-hmm. cool, a really cool full circle moment. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. Um, <laughs> most importantly, like I hope it's like he's good, like he's healthy and like he has so many knee issues right. uh post Charlotte or post like I think after his first year in Boston. Um, he started like really get, picking up injuries, I think. Yeah. Um, so obviously best wishes with him. And if everything works and if you get, if he, if he's a, like, if he's healthy, like I don't see why not, you know, it'd be, uh, 
Great, a great moment. Great moment. There's some, a lot of people will be tearing up if you put the jersey back on, you know, it'll be really cool. And the, all the, the Hornet social media people could have a field day with that stuff. The videos they could put together, it'd be elite. <laughs> uh, but going back to the draft, uh, with the, so with the pick, with the 13th pick, you know, they, they take the win, send them out. And I'm not getting into all the, the moving pieces of it, but the end result is the Hornets get um, a 2023 pick, um, which I believe is from the, uh, the, Oh, is owned by the Nuggets, which is important because the Hornets might not have a pick next year. So this guarantees a spot in next year's draft, even though it won't be a high pick, uh, probably probably pretty low, um, 25 or worse. But they're in the first round guaranteed next year. Um, and then 24, 25, those picks are also protected depending on how things go. So we'll, and that's from the Kai Jones deal if you, uh, from last, not this past draft, but the draft before. Um, and going like and going in also like. Hornets fans shouldn't be too surprised that they did trade the pick because they had two first round draft picks. They have a lot of young players already. Mitch Kupchak talked about it afterwards. Like we don't need to add, continue to add young players to this mix. You can only develop so many at one time. Plus Mm -hmm. adding a lottery pick specifically when they're trying to manage this cap situation. Um, They're trying to avoid going into the tax um, at this stage and adding two first round picks, one being a lottery pick doesn't help your case, right? Especially when you don't really need that injection of youth. So Flipping that 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 tray, kind of punting on it for next year's draft, like it makes a lot of sense. Um, and so, yeah, they end up with uh, with their guy, Mark Williams, with the fifteenth pick. Um, one of the picks that they got from the Duren trade, they used later in the night, which we'll talk about with Bryce McGowan's coming in from Nebraska. But all in all, uh, the 2023 first round pick, and then four second round picks. But that's a lot of picks. <laughs> I know people would try to like poo-poo the second round, but those picks are valuable. And if the Hornets come to a point where they want to pull off a trade, package some of those picks together with a contract, they have that in their back pocket to dip <laughs> into. Because there's no way they're going to use those picks. This is too many. Three of them, or three of them are in, or two of them now, are in uh, next year's draft. Like, they're not going to take that many picks. This, this is too many. Maybe just like push them to the next, like trade them for something else in the future, but Mm-hmm. More to more to be seen with that. Um, but yeah, 13th pick, like we mentioned, Mark Williams from Duke. Um, really cool video that the Hornets put out, actually, too. Um, him on the phone. Uh, Mitch informs him that they're going to select him. And then MJ picks up the phone and he's like, and he said what you said, basically. He called him. He's like, I know you're Dukey, but you're coming you're come in and work hard, all this stuff. It was just a really cool moment um, from the UNC guys to the Duke player coming in. Um, do, from, from your experience with MJ... Does MJ talk trash to Mark Williams at any point in person for going to Duke? 100%. <laughs> Good. 100%. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's just a must. When Duke and Carolina play, is up. You know, any <laughs> team I played for, I played with JJ, it was an automatic bet. It was nothing to talk about. Like, yeah, play with, I played with Austin. It's an automatic bet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, and um, so... Uh, yeah, they end up with so they never the Hornets never worked out Durant, um, which isn't unusual. The Magic didn't work out Bancaro, and they took him one overall. It's like I'm not insane, but it was clear. And Cupcheck told the, uh, told the media afterwards that um, Williams was their number one big on their board. Mm-hmm. And so, if you have an opportunity to get your number one guy later on, you got to do it. And that's what they did. Um, I know some Hornets fans wish they got more for that 13th pick, but you can only, that's not how trades work. You know, you, you only take what's in front of you with it, um, exactly. especially when you're on the clock and 
if you don't do it, someone else is going to jump in uh, behind you and, and take your guy. But Mark Williams, like I mentioned, number one guy, according to Mitch, on their draft board. Um, he's a massive player, like physically. He's seven two in sneakers, seven foot without, seven seven wingspan, nine foot nine standing reach. Only Taco Fall is the is the only other player to have a larger standing reach than him during the pre-draft process. That's insane. Um, he's like I mentioned before, he's gonna bring in shot blocking, rebounding, athleticism, rim running, off ball defensive help. Uh, he doesn't have much of a shot yet, uh, but he, he's confident that he'll be shooting threes one day. That's just kind of how the game is going. How tall is he? He's seven, seven foot, one. seven foot flat with no sneakers, and then with sneakers, seven two. Oof, seven two. I got a wingspan of a guy who's about seven seven. Yeah, he's up Ooh. there. With, yeah, he's up there with the with. <laughs> he's a measurable, insane measurables. Ooh, that's gonna be fun, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, his good hands too, which is going to be key from uh, yeah, he really from the pack. Yeah, he, and, and I, he's he's pretty comfortable putting the ball on the floor as well. Man, I like that kid. Man, he was the he was he was the one dude I didn't like when Duke played Carolina. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you knew about some of the other guys how they was going to score, you know this and that. But him, he was just so effective. Just like I know his plus minus was probably crazy this year. Just how effective he was when when he was on the court. Like it's. It's crazy. I already know. Oh, man. And for, for perspective, so uh, the Hornets have Nick Richards under contract, um, mm-hmm. second round pick from a few years ago. He's, uh, he's listed at seven feet. Um, this will be with Mark Williams and Nick Richards. This will be the first time the Hornets have had multiple seven-footers on the team since the 2016-2017 season where Roy Hibbert, Spencer Hawes, Frank Kaminsky, and Mike Toby were on the team. Mm-hmm. I, I know, like, I know sizes and everything, but it's nice to have some seven footers roaming around, especially Cleveland. I haven't forgot about what's going on over there. Like having some matchups against these, these big teams now, um, it's pretty for, for, uh, forbidable. I like this. And not to mention, Taco is one of those footers that's on a two way, ain't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And they got like Moses Brown just chilling over there, too. Like they, they have seven footers on stash. They got like at, four of them. <laughs> yes, yeah, too many. Adam Silver, like, yo, we're going to put a cap on these seven-footers they got. They got too many skills, seven-footers on that team. And then Loki, the Thunder, are doing their own thing with their, with their guys. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the draft in a second, but uh, just to put a bow on the Hornets here. Um, with like a, so with the Hornets going into tonight at the 45th pick, um, and they've traded up five spots in the second round to draft Bryce McGowans from Nebraska, originally from Pendleton, uh, South Carolina, uh, another local guy into the mix, which is always, always cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so they set, they select him 40th. Uh, they used one of the picks that they got from the Duran trade already. Uh, he's a one and done player from Nebraska, six, six wing, the large wingspan. He's a scorer. Uh, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well at Nebraska, but you can chalk that up to him. Like teams like doubling him, you know, 27% from three, but 83% from the free throw line. He kind of look kind of look like, well, you know, it, if he had more, I don't know, more options on a team, maybe his percentages will be different. But mm-hmm. when they, when you look at like the free throw percentage, usually an indicator that the shooting will come. Um, has the frame and skill set to grow into a prototypical three and D guy as well. Exactly. Uh, he'll likely start off as a two way guy. I think Mitch <laughs> let that slip during the press conference. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but yeah, I think he'll be a two way player for him. He's probably spent a lot of time in Greensboro. But he'll be on the same development plan as Cody Martin, Jalen McDaniels, and others. You know, Devonta Graham. And one for the future, just to see what happens from the second round. And this, this team, this, this team's track record from those second round picks is pretty solid. 
Well, I mean, one thing these young guys got to understand, when you get drafted, you come into the league and you see who drafted you, you got to automatically look at the roster and say, okay, who's on this team and who am I competing with? And understanding that, okay, my first year is going to be a strictly developmental year. So it's time for me to get in the gym, work on my game, go down to the G League and really like, you know, play and get better and get a better understanding of the NBA, you know, style and pace and just work, just work. Don't be discouraged, you know, because anything can happen. You mm -hmm. know, as we both know, injuries happen throughout the season like crazy. So you get that phone call, you got to be ready. You know, you mm -hmm. got to go ahead and attack, you know, these G League games and attack these workouts, these, these practices like like it's your last. You know, that's that's just my advice to all these young guys who coming in, like regardless of the situation, regardless of the guys who's going to play right away or the ones who have to prove themselves even more. Even the guys who start right away, they still got to prove themselves. You still got to come out and be, you know, be effective. You know, if that's the right word I'm using, like you got to be effective. So. I mean, the biggest thing, just work, 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 get better, you know, soak up everything, listen to your vets and just get better, man. You know, don't don't get discouraged because the one thing about it, you're in and that's hard. It's hard to get in, you know what I'm saying? But it's even harder to stay, you know, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's hard to get in. So now that you're in, you're in a fraternity that everybody don't get in. Think about all, a, lot of, a lot of your friends, a lot of these guys who don't get drafted, a lot of your teammates that you play with in college that don't get drafted. You know what I'm saying? I want, it, I want a national championship. There's a lot of guys on my team that never played professional ball, you know, and that's just how it goes. Everybody's not going to play in the NBA. Everybody's not going to play overseas. That's how it goes. That's just how basketball is. But those who get in, you got to work even harder to stay, man. And that's the part that these young guys are missing now, those veterans to really explain that to you, to really make you understand that you're in now, young fella, but it's even harder to stay. Because guess what? There's another draft next year. Yep. Then there's another draft the year after that. You know what I'm saying? So somebody's coming in every year to try to take your spot. Somebody's coming in every year to try to play, to try to play and, and steal your minutes. So you know, it's that's the stuff that they don't understand, man. <laughs> uh, one thing I was always curious about is um, you hear like someone say, oh, that's my rookie or that's my vet. Mm -hmm. How does that relationship start? Are they paired? Like, I'm sure it's case by case, but from yeah. your experience, like there's a veteran step up and like, I'm going to take this rookie under my wing. Are they yep. assigned? Yep, that's how it is. I don't know. I, I don't think it was ever assigned. I just I think it's all about how you communicate with somebody, how you gel with somebody, how you gel with somebody. I think that's the biggest thing. However you gel, and then you just kind of just work with them, you know? And that's how it was with me. I worked with a kid, and, you know, then you just grow a relationship, and you grow rapport. Then all of a sudden, boom, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All right, that's my rook. You know what I'm saying? Hey, rook, we're going to dinner tonight. You know what I'm saying? We get in the city, come, come, come to my room, we're going to hop in this car, we're going to go to dinner. You know, it just becomes a relationship, you know? And you kind of just take that guy up under your wing, and then you kind of just go from there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, cause that was one of the cool things about, um, um, the, the, the draft, like when you see like summer league and then, um, not summer league, excuse me, preseason where you start seeing that, that mix, that mixture, um, when you have like these two worlds, like the, the future and the, and the current, the present players kind of mix and see who, who's, who's talking to who and like 
how's this team going to actually look? We are, as fans, we all have an idea of what, how things will look on the court. But when, you know, when the clock isn't ticking, how these guys get getting along. And, you know, Trez talked about it before, like the locker room uh, culture that was really easy to mesh into when he got traded to the Hornets. Right. Um, so I have no doubt that's going to continue on like that. Um, uh, this, is, uh, this is me trying to make a professional segue. So <laughs> speaking of the locker room, they have a new coach, finally, <laughs> hopefully for real this time. Uh, they, uh, new in quotes. He's back again, Steve Clifford returning to Charlotte um, after Brego was dismissed in April. And then around 50 days later, it looked like it was either going to be Mike D'Antoni or Kenny Atkinson. They came to an agreement with Kenny Atkinson. It didn't work out. Atkinson um, talked about some family reasons. He didn't want to uproot from the Bay Area all the way to Charlotte. Search resumed. Um, they looked like um, D'Antoni was the leading candidate again, I think inter- interviewing with Michael Jordan a second time in the like overall. And then uh, late Steve Clifford comes in kind of re- reported like the Hornets are checking out Steve Clifford. And uh, next thing you know, the day after the draft, it's announced. Um, so yeah, welcome. Welcome back to Charlotte, Steve Clifford. Um, he spent, since he left uh, the Hornets initially, he spent three seasons with Orlando, um, took them to the playoffs twice. He took the Hornets or the, the, he was the last coach of the Bobcats. So he took the franchise to the playoff twice previously and then most recently, he was with the Nets as a coaching advisor or coaching consultant there. So he's, he's been plugged in because that was my main thing um, with, with some of the candidates that were kind of floated out there. I, I want as a fan, I want a coach who's like in tune with what's like what's working now in the league and who's around it mm-hmm. because like it's it, it's a copycat league. And like, like you, you don't want to come in and just go left. Um, Unless you do, I don't know. Uh, but I, I feel good about I feel good about the Steve Clifford thing. I know it's not as like exciting as Mike D'Antoni would be. Uh, you know, they see, come with a different I'll type of see, energy. So, what do you think about the reappointment of Steve Clifford here in Charlotte? I love it. I love it. I mean, and I think that's why even bigger reason why you should bring my boy Kimber back. You know, I'm gonna keep throwing Kimber name out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get everybody on board. But um, um, he's a guy that's been successful here. He's a guy that the city knows, the fans know, you know, and I think, you know, somebody that these young guys can really, you know, gravitate to and respect and and then the front office respect. You know, the front office respects his body of work for what he's done there before, giving him a clean slate with another – with a young team that he can come in and help develop and, you know, hopefully turn this thing around so they can get over this hump. You know, actually get in the playoffs and try to try to make some try to make some fuss, you know. So I like it. I love it actually, and I'm I'm still rooting for them to bring Coach D'Antonio part of the staff and you know make him the offensive coach. And I think that would be a lot of fun for those guys. Yeah, um, yes. Steve Clifford preaches discipline and defense. You know, like this team showed a ton offensively. Um, some of their, you know, in 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 hindsight. You know, the whole season, you'd, you'd look at, I think they're 0, and, 0 for 6 in overtime periods um, in the season. And when you like, you look at how the season ended, if half those games go their way, then they're not a six, they're, um, they're a higher seed, you know, than uh, they were before. Um, they would be a six seed or maybe a, maybe better, who knows, um, depending on how other things shake out. So I, the new coach with that emphasis on defense, because it's, it's weird. It's really weird because the, 
the season started, the Hornets defensively against the rest of the league wasn't very good. They were bottom of the league. And then their first stretch in the new year, they were somewhere in the middle, which when you're, when they're doing what they're doing offensively and you're playing like average defense consistently versus like compared to the rest of the league, that's a really dangerous team. You know, they don't have to be number one in, in both categories, right? Just finding that balance where they can continue their offensive effort while being locked in defensively, holding teams like the Bucks to 98 points um, on, on a back-to-back, like things like that. Like, what, where has this team been all year? So my hope as a fan is like the, a new coach will help like iron that stuff out where it's yeah. you have that consistent outlook throughout games, even within games. Like we've seen slow starts of slow back quarters, sorry, slow first quarters, and then have like second, third, and fourth quarters be immaculate, but it's just there's too much of a hole to, to come out of after that slow drill. start. With, with a young team, with a young guys like that, you have to drill it because yeah. you got a, you got a bunch of young guys who, in their mind, mentally, they're they thinking about contracts. And for what they're being told, I'm pretty sure it's contracts. You got to put up numbers. You got to score. You got to do this. You got to do that. Your stats got to be like this. So, you know, when you got a young team, it's kind of, it's tough. It's kind of tough without vets on your roster to get across to them that if we win, no matter what people is averaging, no matter what people are doing stat-wise, everybody's going to eat. Everybody's going to get the deals that they want. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and it's kind of hard to teach, a, teach young guys that when, you know, they've been told by the agents and everybody else that, you know, look, you got to score the ball. You got to do this. You got to have these stats if you want this contract, if you want this type of money. So, you know, I, like, I get it because I was a young guy before, too, after my rookie deal was up trying to get a new, a new deal. But I also played with Vince, you know what I'm saying? I had Drew Wallace, you know, Steven Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Theo Ratliff, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had guys like that. On Those tough team. dudes, too. Nazi Muhammad, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had older guys. Like, I played with Brevin Knight. I played with Jawan Howard. Like, I had so many older vets. Derek Anderson, like, I had so many old vets, man on my team that just taught me like is young fella you you want to put up numbers but also what these gms and what these other teams are looking for because you're not only trying to get a contract with the team you're playing for you're also auditioning for these other 29 teams that's in this league as well too so you know and and that, that kind of stuck with me like it's all about can you win games can you produce things on the court to win instead of, oh, okay, I'm trying to go get 20-something every night. So, you know, I think that, you know, bringing in Clifford, that's something that's going to – he's going to put into their heads. Guys, if y'all want to get paid, guys, if y'all want to be successful in this league, you're going to have to be on a winning team. You're going to have to show, you know, MJ and Mitch that you can win games. You know so You're going to have to show some of these other teams that you can actually be part of a winning team. So – you know, that's good to have, like, an old-school coach like Clifford in with these young guys, man. I, I, I really like that move. I really like that move. Yeah, and uh, Clifford signed a three-year deal. Um, the first two are gar- well, guaranteed, um, mm-hmm. basically, and the, there's a third-year option. There's an option for that third year. So, um, yeah, I'm hopeful, you know. It, it's mm-hmm. – I want to watch some, some uh, good defensive basketball. It'll be interesting. <laughs> I don't know if these guys will be – yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think these guys be slapping the floor or anything like that. Uh, but I, I'm I'm excited to see what what comes together. We got some breaking news. Oh, uh, John Wall bought out 
he's free. He's an yes. unrestricted free agent. Yes. So that's that's we talked about that last week, I think, as well. So that's good news. Um, so John Wall will be allowed to play basketball now. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be interested to see where he lands. Guys, there's a, I think he's a lot to give still. Yes, he do. Yes, he do. Uh, that just made me smile right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's from Chris Haynes from Yahoo. He just tweeted that out. Okay. That's good to see. Good to see my young boy, man, going to be back out there on that court, which I know, which is what he really wants to do. You know, he's one of those guys who's getting paid a lot of money, but actually wants to play. So mm-hmm. um, thank you, Houston, for finally making that happen. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, he, he could be a difference maker for some of these teams that are trying to just find that edge. The fact, that that's, extra the fact that that's out, right, that's out right now, he just went to top of the board as well with all them other guys who are restricted free agents mm-hmm. starting on Friday. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams shooting to go get John Wall. I'll guarantee you that. Well, along those lines, um, Kyrie Irving, he uh, he opted in, so he's going to remain with the net. At least he's not going to be a free agent. He may get traded, who knows? But he's at this point, he's staying with the Nets for this this season. Uh, do you have any thoughts on on that? There's like a lot of talk about him and Duran, and uh, if if Kyrie goes, KD is going to leave. That all that I think that's that talk is done with now. Now that he yeah. that Kyrie's definitively staying. Yeah, and I think probably him and KD had a talk, had an understanding. Like, look, bro, I came here to play with you. So you know, like, what's going on? Like, what you doing? Like, and I get it. You know, Kyrie wanted an extension. You know, but he has to like. He's done a lot. And not knocking him for his beliefs. You know, that's his beliefs. So, you know, I don't, I don't think nobody else want to knock him, but it still was a lot for organization. still was a lot for the fans. So he has to come back this year, play a whole year, you know, minus any injuries or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to come back, you know, fully commit to playing and, you know, having a good year that I know he can have and um, just really just coming out and producing to be honest with you, you know, and that's just something that he has to do. And he can't really be upset that they won't give him an extension yet. I don't think it's not that you're not good enough, Kyrie, because the whole world knows what you are capable of and how good you are. But you, you know, some things has happened over the last two or three years, you know, off the court that, you know, that is concerning to a lot of people. So you have to really come out and just have a good year and, you know, basically put some of those things to to rest and you know I think the rest is history you know you then you kind of write your own wave are you gonna stay are you and KD gonna try to build something see how y'all season go together this year might turn out great who knows we'll see yeah and uh from uh from Hornet's point of view they have two big question marks well the one massive question mark with Miles Bridges um he the um uh, June 30th, 6 p.m. is when teams can start negotiating deals. And then July 1st is when teams can start signing offer sheets. Um, I'm sure all that stuff will be leaked way before any of those dates happen. But like the <laughs> actual, actual like go time is like is like I think 6 p.m. Eastern on the 30th. And it's going to be a, a, a crazy day, a crazy day for sure. Uh, be a good day for Twitter. Not, there's not a lot of good days for Twitter. That's going to be one of them, though, I think. I'm, it should be it should be should be fun over there, but uh, yeah. So Bridges and Cody Martin, uh, two big restrictive free agents for the Hornets. Uh, Bridges, especially with teams with like Orlando, Detroit, Indiana, 
uh, San Antonio all have a ton of cap space. They have the most cap space among the teams. Like we're talking double digits in the millions, somewhere between 18 and 25 between those teams mm. <clears throat> with the ability to make more if they need to, uh, mm-hmm. to clear out space. Um, Detroit's a weird one um, because, you know, with everyone thought like Aiton would be there, like their, their guy to go after and restrict a free agency. But with the Duren deal on draft day with the Hornets, it's almost like they're, they can now focus on bridges, which is ironic because like he's, he's a Hornet guy and the Hornets, <laughs> and the Hornets just help the Pistons out with Duren. But it doesn't really matter. Hornets are capable of matching anything that comes their way. Uh, it'll take them close to the salary, uh, to the luxury tax level, but they can. There's not a price that would price out bridges like logistically. It'd just be a matter of strategy or uh, planning for Mitch Kupchak and the rest of the front office if they decided to not match anything because they can they can afford it. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on Bridges heading into this period? Because there's him, you got Aiton, you got Mo Bamba, Colin Sexton, Anthony Simons. They're among like the standout restrictive free agents in the mix. And I think Bridges and Aiton are top of that top of that list, especially with the Sexton injury. Sexton's healthy may be something different, but Payton, with Bridges man. and Aiton, man, like I, those guys are going command, to command a lot of attention during this Payton early period. Pay that man or you will lose him. Yeah. Pay him or you, or you will lose him. It's just that simple. Pay him or you will lose him. So I, I hopefully Charlotte won't even play around. They go ahead and get a deal done and, you know, just kind of go from there. Like, I just really hope they do. Because if you don't, somebody's going to get him ASAP. ASAP. And then Aiden, hey, man, you know, things didn't look good over there in Phoenix. So I don't even know if he would even 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 entertain them. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they had been talking. Maybe they cleaned some things up. You know, maybe him and Monty got a chance to sit down and talk and, you know, I don't know. But it's definitely a lot of teams that can use him. San Antonio can use another big mm-hmm. they, with their young team they got over there, you know, and they, they're known they're known for their bigs. So him go over there and develop up in a pop and just that culture that he um he built, uh, that's that that could be that could be something that could be the game changer. Yeah, no, it's it's there's there's some of these guys that like Mo Bamba is an interesting one too. Like that guy is has all like the physical gifts, even mm-hmm. like good statistically, but just feels like something's missing with him. And put him in a different situation. Yeah, he can he's one, he could be a defensive player of the year. Like he has that potential. You know? Yes, he do. Yes, he do. So him going to San Antonio could be, <laughs> yeah. big, you yeah. know, or even like you say, Detroit to to a younger team where he has more of a he has a, a, a better role, should I say. You know what I'm saying? It can be comfortable. It can be back in the comfort zone where, okay, I got a new clean slate. You know, let me go back out and reinvent myself out here on this court. You know what I'm saying? Let me go out here and go try to block everything. So, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see. So what do you make of this, though? Because there's stories that like Brian Windhurst of uh, ESPN was talking about this, that the Hornets mm-hmm. are not going to offer Bridges the max. Um that is not that doesn't mean they're not going to sign him. I think this means they just want to like let him see what he can get out there and from the open market and then whatever he gets the Hornets will match versus them being like hey we're going to give you the max amount of money just call it a day come back. If my like, bridge is going to be taken care of no matter what. Um he may end up with like a, I don't know, like a 25 a year number something like that. Um higher. You think higher? Uh but yeah, is, is there just, a chance just with this type of money that, that they're giving out right now? Yeah, he had a great year. He's only going to get better if he continues to work. Well, and he fits the wing movement we're seeing here. He can. He's a two way wing that 
every team could use. I mean, I could see him getting, like you say, I mean, maybe maybe 25 to 30. But like, maybe 25 so- to 30. He ain't going to get Supermax. Mm-hmm. Supermax, you got to be LaMelo. You got to be all-star stamped, you know. Like, LaMelo's going to get Supermax. Yeah, he got definitely. stamped as an all-star and, you know, just – his skill level, his development level, or and just his upside is so high of him getting that much better, you know what I'm saying? But with Bridges, like he's he he has a, a big, you know what I'm saying, big upside as well, too. So you have to pay him. But you gotta give him good money. You gotta give him max. I can't say super max, but you gotta give him max. You gotta give it to him. Cause uh, some of these other teams is definitely gonna offer it and try to steal him. Because mm-hmm. they're going to want to put a number out there where they hoping Charlotte going to say, well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if you want to do that. So, I don't know. You're playing a, you're playing a uh, dangerous game when you're doing that, when you're letting other teams kind of put an offer sheet out there, yeah. you know, playing a dangerous game. So, hopefully they put something on the table and it's a pretty high number and he say, okay, I'm going to see what else is out there. But I like that numbers. You know, hopefully it goes like that. Then they come back and, you know, get it done. But I don't know if I would just let somebody else put the first offer out there. I don't know. Yeah. Cause that was my question. Like I was curious about it. Cause you're, I don't know if you're risk at it. I know it's business at the end of the day, but yeah, of course. Uh, of alienating one of your core guys by saying, Hey, we're not sure how much we, I, we don't know if this is the case or not, but if they let him go field offers, Versus offering something, I know it's not like less than the max. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance, like, oh well, they're devaluing me, and like, we'll see what happens with it. I was curious, yeah. like, is there a risk of of alienating a, a player by saying you go out, you do your shopping, and then we'll, we'll match whatever you find? Versus being like, this this is what we want, this is what you want, let's work it out and get this done without even messing around with any possibility of you leaving. Well, his agent probably going to say no to that. Just because yeah. he's well, he's a clutch know. he's a clutch client, so I assume oh, yeah. you know. He's so, be- yeah, yeah, you know they're not going to go for that. <laughs> they're going they're going to go try to get to the high, go to the highest bidder, yeah. and put it out there, and then just put pressure on Charlotte. You know, what I'm saying to to make a decision. So you know, he's with a good agency. He's with an aggressive agency, and a well respected agency. So with that being said. He's gonna be in good hands. He's gonna he's gonna end up all right. Trust me. <laughs> oh, for sure, no doubt, no doubt. And so for the Hornets, you know, like I mentioned, they don't have a ton of cap room. Um, once Bridges is signed, or if Bridges is signed, Cody Martin, if he's signed, re-signed, they'll have a little room left. They'll have a mid-level to to work with to fill out the roster. Uh, probably, uh, I, I have a feeling with the Mark Williams draft pick, I'll, I have a tough time thinking Trez comes back. Maybe he does. He has a cap, he has a he has a cap hole that they may want to renounce just to have some more cap flexibility, um, or maybe like they renounce it and then get him at a different number to bring him back. I like to see him back, but I don't know. Um, he still he still would be great coming off the bench. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, he'll be great coming off the bench. And yeah, um, no doubt. They ain't, they ain't got time to be looking at what happened off the court. There's been so many of those stories that. that oh, I'm not even. I wasn't even referencing that. Yeah, no, throughout I, the NBA, you know, I'm just saying like yeah. that's what's holding them back from bringing him back like be serious like there's been way worse things that's happened way worse yeah definitely no doubt no doubt um so yeah like so we'll see you know the horn so any hornets fans hoping like oh man this player's out there zach levine's out like it's not that's not happening you know like there's no uh there's no cap room and cup said it himself like the hornets aren't going to make a big splash 
in free agency, like specifically a trade market, different story. There's plenty of potential there. The sign and trade market, different story, plenty of potential there. So we'll see how the summer shakes out. Um, now that we have a coach in place, it, it, it helps focus things a little bit differently now. So um, it's a, I think at the end of the day, it'll still be a, a Mitch, decision, Mitch decision no matter what happens roster-wise. But at least we know, just like that, John Wall's a clipper. <laughs> John Wall is, uh, is, is planning to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers once he clears waivers. Well, congratulations to John Wall. Woe just saying other teams are going to uh, pursue him, but his intention is to join the Clippers. So shout, shouts to them. <laughs> but hey, thank you so much for, for listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. Appreciate your support. As always, if you made it this far, go a little further, tell a friend, share the show, leave us a review on iTunes means the world. But until next time, stay safe out there. Talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.